When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Black and Gold Rewind, an in-depth look back at the Mountaineers' most recent performance on the gridiron, featuring interviews, highlights, and analysis. Now, to get things started, here's Adam Witten. Adam Witten, Brandon Turner, Molly Cotton with you on our Black and Gold Rewind as we are still at Kid Brewer Stadium. Just signed off our post-game show and now recapping it on our podcast feed. The Mountaineers beat ECU 43-28. to All right, I'll just ask each of you a very broad question early on. What'd you make of this one? Interesting game. Uh, the Mountaineers kept it entertaining for the first what, two and a half quarters and then they finally put their, their the pressure on ECU. But I like what I saw from an offensive standpoint, defensive standpoint, special teams um, headed to Wyoming next week and as we get ready for Sunbelt play. I think we're we're starting to click on offense. The defense is starting to become a cohesive unit, uh, correct the mistakes week after week. So you, I haven't seen the defense make the same mistakes week over week after week. It's something different. Or maybe, run, maybe schemes that offenses are giving us. But I like where we're at heading to Wyoming. I loved this game. There were moments when there were plays, whether it was offense or defense, I'm like, this team's winning a Sunbelt championship. And then there were plays where it's like, crap. Um, <laughs> so you just, you'd had it all. But the fact that App did find more of that cohesion on both sides of the ball in that fourth quarter, I think was so important to, to feel like you come away playing more of that complete game. You can take a lot of good things away from individual plays, from a lot of plays that were made. I think especially defensively, but the fact that you, that you were able to come away with this type of a win against an ECU team that, like Sean Clark says, is 0-3, but is a good football team. And you do feel like, man, offensively, once they really get things rolling, this will be a really good ECU team. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not even sure if I'm going to have time to try to look this up or it might take too long to do so. But, I mean, look, you can look at the, the defensive scores for ECU one of two ways. Certainly the turnovers really hurt in this game because they immediately led to touchdowns for ECU. That being said, it's not often that you give up two defensive scores and you still win by two scores. I mean, I think that's the sign of a team that if, if they're just on point and execute and in every drive and a kick like they always try to do, that this team's got the firepower on both sides of the ball to, to be really good. So what I, when you talk about those touchdowns, that talks about resilience of the guys that are on this team. 
Joey threw a pick six, come back out. I think we score the next drive. Kanye fumbled. The defense goes back out and get the interception. So I think the, the ECU had 12 points off of turnovers. App State had 10. So every time, you know, they were battle tested, as they say, uh, they, were, they were able to come back and respond. And sometimes, you know, you make a bad play, you got to flush it. Don't let that thing sit around because it's going to stink it up. And they didn't do that today. They flushed it and they kept going on to the next play and the next drives that were successful. And, you know, you give up two touchdowns. I mean, excuse me, you give up two turnovers and they got points out of them. And you win by two scores. Just That, that just goes a long way in what could have happened at this game today. Right. I mean, it's kind of the short-term memory, right? And this team did show resiliency and an ability to be able to bounce back at times. And I reported a couple of times the intensity on this defense, there's something different. And to make these transfers, and I asked uh, Favors about it, you get these transfers and then it does feel like things are coming together more and more, that things are really starting to click from the production on the field, but even those intangibles of that chemistry standpoint, it's there for this defense. Molly, I'll start with you on this question, but it certainly seemed in the locker room that, I mean, Sean Clark really seemed like he was talking with a smile on his face the whole time. I love the conversation with Jordan Favors and Damian Daly. You'll hear those in just a little bit on this podcast, but certainly it, it seemed like you could tell in that locker room how much this game meant to them. And, and these games do matter. These in-state games against peer conference schools and especially ECU East versus West, all of that. But this one really seemed like it meant a lot to this team. Well, absolutely. And I think especially responding the way they did after a double overtime loss to Carolina. And I talked about that. That response was going to be major for me. Of all of the highs and the highs that come with college football season, there's a lot of lows, right? And how this team was able to rebound. I think think the fact that you have this this in-state rivalry here with ECU and this in-state game that that was so entertaining and the fact that you, it helps ease that blow of what last week was and more of this team win of what we saw and like Molly's talking about this is an in-state game for us this game means a lot some people think that last week was our Super Bowl to those individuals wrong Every game is a Super Bowl for us, and we're trying to win. We're trying to go 1-0 and every week. And this week we had another in-state foe. East Carolina's coming to Boone, North Carolina. We, we, went, we beat them in Charlotte a couple years ago. We'll go to their place for two, two times coming up. But this is a, uh, a big win for our program. You get recruits to see this. Sold-out crowd again, 40,000-plus. This is a, a, a testament to this team and to this program on how you rally back after, you know, a, a, we talked about a, a heartbreaking loss at Carolina last week. I was worried where they're going to come out slow. How are they going to respond after that? They didn't come out a blazing. As you see, ECU went down and scored on the first drive. But in that second half, Coach Sloan and, uh, and his staff put something together on that defense side of the ball that electrified that defense. It ignited the offense and it ignited Kid Brewer Stadium for them to come away with a two-score win. Yeah, the second half, I mean, certainly the fumble return for a touchdown was was a little bit of a stain on what happened in the second half, but offense was very efficient in scoring points. Defense allowed 42 total yards and forced two turnovers, had three sacks in the second half. The Mountaineers get the win 43-28, to win game two out of two in this four-game series with ECU. The Mountaineers will have one more non-conference game next Saturday against Wyoming. Shout out to the App State Nation for filling this place once again for a record-tying crowd number of 40,168.
8. Now the Mountaineers at 2-1 and one will face the Wyoming Cowboys. Don't forget, you can join us Tuesday night for Mountaineer Talk at River Street Ale House. You can also find the archive of that show right here on this Nothing But an App State podcast feed. Still to come, as we continue on with the recap of the ECU game, we'll have the highlights from this wild one here at Kid Brewer Stadium and interviews from the locker room with Sean Clark, Jordan Favors, and Damian Daly. Brandon Turner. Molly Cotton, I'm Adam Witten. Let's continue on now with the podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. The Pirates got possession first and cashed in on a six-yard run by Rajay Harris to cap off a nine-play drive. The Mountaineers, though, only needed two plays on offense to respond. Snap to Joey, handoff. Here's Noel first time. Finds a crease, turns the corner 35, off to the races, 45-50. Down the left numbers to the 30, to the 20, to the 10. That's an F State touchdown. Two plays, and Nate Noel scampers down the left sideline. We're an extra point away from a tie game, and this place has come unhinged. And that PAT would tie the game at 7-7. ECU looked to break the tie on its next drive, but not if Nick Ross had anything to say about that. Shotgun snap to Mitchell, back to throw. Here comes pressure. He's going to lob it up over the middle. Intercepted! Nick Ross playing center field, cuts in front of the receiver and picks it off at the 39 of App State. That turnover resulted in a 37-yard field goal by Michael Hughes to give App State the three-point lead. The Pirates went three and out on the next drive, but the Mountaineers got stymied on a fourth down on their next possession that reached purple and gold territory. East Carolina and App State traded punts on back-to-back-to-back drives, the latter of which by the Pirates pinned the Mountaineers on its own one. That field position for the Pirates' defense paid off as Antoine Jackson brought a Joey Aguilar interception home for a pick six to make it 14-10. Following another three and out by App State, Alex Flynn captained the Pirates down the field in an 11-play drive that ended on another Harris touchdown, this time from four yards out, to make it 21-10. Connie Roberts and Appalachian State would respond on the next drive. Back to work is Joey in the offense. ECU showing blitz. Here they come. Kanye finds a crease, stays on his feet. 15-10. Kanye to the five, cuts it inside and scores! That's an App State touchdown! 18-yard gallop for Kanye Roberts! Uh, the Mountaineers would attempt a two-point conversion but would be unsuccessful, leaving the score at 21-16 in favor of East Carolina. Joey Aguilar and the Mountaineer offense got the ball to start the third quarter, and after an eight-play drive, the lead would turn back in favor of the boys from Boone. Kanye stays in, first and 10 at the 34 of ECU. Out of the shotgun, Joey takes the snap. Back to throw, going to fire a deep ball, looking for Robinson. Got it in the end zone! That's an upstate touchdown! the air it brought rain and then dropped into Caden's arms from 34 yards out for the go-ahead touchdown great job right there by Joey giving Caden a chance to run up under we've taken our shots down the field early in the, in the first half we had a pass where well, we thought it should have been a pass interference on one the other one was out of bounds but a great job right there throwing him into the end zone for a touchdown App State would once again be shut out on the two-point try, keeping it a one-point lead for the Mountaineers. ECU would try to regroup on offense, but Jordan Favors said, gimme. Second and six, snap to Flynn, to the air again. Flynn lobs it left side, and it is picked off by Favors! Jordan Favors grabs it at the ECU 49. It's the second interception for the App State defense. 
However, it would be the Pirates who would knock the wind out of App State sails, as Siobhan Ravel would recover a Kanye Roberts fumble for a strip six. The PAT would make it a 28-22 lead for East Carolina. Aguilar and company needed to respond after the turnover, and thanks to Milan Tucker, the Mountaineers would retake the lead. Shotgun snap, Joey. All-out blitz comes. Joey gets rid of it, finds Tucker. Milan stays on his feet, dancing at the 25 and explodes. Down the middle to the 15, 10, 5. That's an App State touchdown. Milan Tucker, a 35-yard sprint to get in the end zone. His first offensive touchdown of his career. And the Mountaineers have tied it at 28. And once again, that was the Vesco Toyota big lift of the game. ECU and App State would trade punts on their next possessions before Amari Filia hauled in Alex Flynn's third interception of the game. Alex Flynn takes the shotgun snap. Rush comes. He's going to throw. Oh, Pick off. Filia, right side 30. Taking it to the 20 and slips down there. Amari Filia with his first career interception. And App State's in the red zone with a chance to extend the lead. The Mountaineers would get on the Pirates' doorsteps thanks to a strong rush by Nate Noel, but it would be Aguilar who would call his own number for six points. Joey takes the snap, gives to Nate up the middle. Nope, Joey kept it, and he muscles his way in the end zone. Around the right side, Aguilar calls his own number, and the Mountaineers do convert on the interception and go up by seven with nine seconds to play in the third. And the point after would make it 36-28 ASU. After another punt by the Pirates, Aguilar would connect with David Larkins for the final nail in the coffin. The second and goal from the six. Can they punch it in from the right hash? Joey out of a pistol, claps the hands. He takes the snap. He goes play action. He's he boots to the man. right. Joey's going to toss it right. Caught by Larkins. Reaches out to the pylon and scores. That's an App State touchdown for David Larkins. And Michael Hughes, PAT, solidified the final score in this one. Once again, Appalachian State 43, East Carolina 28. Let's go ahead and toss it to Molly and the head coach, Sean Clark. Sean Clark now joining me outside a victorious Mountaineer locker room. I believe after Gardner-Webb, you said you thought it the locker room was too quiet after a win. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but what's it sound like now? Hey, winning's fun. Uh, winning is living. Our guys were excited. And we play a very good East Carolina team. Don't let anybody fool you 0-3 the record. I got a lot of respect for Mike Houston and the way he runs his program. Uh, and they're going to win a lot of football games this year. And uh, so, But I'm really proud of our team. I'm proud of our defense. Our defense only gave up 14 points all day. Offense uh, turned the ball over and, and threw a pick, and, and that's what we came to, to, to make a run to this thing. But again, um, excited. We're going to celebrate this win like no other and uh, get ready for um, Wyoming next week. And you get this win today for a record crowd, at least tied the record crowd. What's it mean to you to be able to coach a team last year? There was a record crowd, and then you tie it again this year. Well, you know, I, I'm proud of everyone involved in this program. As an alum from here, like yourself, it, it, football means something. And and the, the, it's always a pressure situation every time you step on that football because you want to make sure the fans enjoy the moment, enjoy our football team. So, man, I'm proud of uh, our, our chancellor, uh, Doug Gillen, for all they do for our program. But uh, the, we're not done yet. And we talked to our team in the locker room. Hey, celebrate this thing, but that's not the main goal. The main goal is to win this thing. And we're going to try to go on a roll here in the next few days. And, I mean, the next few 
few games and see what happens. But I love our team. No one believes no one believed us when the season started. I like I like where we're, where we're at right now. And, and you talk about that defense certainly making plays, favors with an interception. He had a big stop too when ECU was backed up uh, to the end zone. But you also then offensively had Kanye Roberts. He comes in, scores a touchdown right before halftime. How special is this team when you have just anybody that can come in and make a spark? You no, know, we have you know four running backs can play in our conference, and and that's and we're going to have to have them. But you know we have so many weapons on the outside. I think we're the most underrated, underrated receiving uh, group in the conference, and then we have a solid running back group, and then our offensive line's not too shabby either. So again, we have a lot of weapons, but we just have to make sure we continue to grow, continue to work hard during the week and uh, go out and make App State proud. For Nate Noel and the amount of carries that he's had here in these first couple of games, he was almost, or a few games, he's almost had another career high today. Is there a balance you try to find as a coach or you just go after it? No, you know, I tell him all the time, you weren't even an uh, honorable mention all-conference player. Yeah. And he took that personal. And I believe Nate's the best running back in the conference. Now he has to go out and prove it. And he's he gained weight in the offseason. He got stronger. And he was on a mission. And you can tell by how he runs the football, um, how he takes care of his body during the off week, uh, during the uh, during the week, that um, he, he's a man on a mission. So it's good to see him have some, some success. A final question for you. Val seen two starts from Joey Aguilar. What have you learned from him in these last two starts? <laughs> I don't know what I learned from Joey. <laughs> if you had watched him in practice week, you probably would have did what I did and try to run to the shower as fast as you could. But uh, Joey's Joey, and we're gonna let our players be themselves. They're 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 all different. But uh, I love Joey, and he drives me crazy. But I'm glad we got him. Thanks, Coach. Congratulations. Enjoy this one. Thank you, Molly. Thank you. Let's do our player interviews now and talk to our impact players. We'll begin first with our peak performer of the game, brought to you by Peak Insurance Group, and that is Jordan Favors who had his first career interception, two pass breakups, a couple of solo tackles, quarterback hurry. He was all over the place on defense today. Molly with Jordan Favors in the locker room. Jordan Favors now joining me outside a victorious Mountaineer locker room. You had a career day out there against CCU. You come away with an interception. What did you see on that play? Um, Coach, Coach Long put us in a good coverage. He had me in the post. I was reading the indicator, and they did a double move, and I uh, broke on the ball and went up for it. What type of statement do you think that this defense made? Sean Clark really had a lot of compliments for, for this side of the football in today's win. Um, so... Really, they just, we just um, came to put everybody on notice, and like, um, yeah, basically, um, they doubted us for a minute, and now we're back to uh, claim our throne, basically. How did you feed off of this crowd, which tied a record high here at Kid Brewer Stadium? Man, I love the crowd. They, like, I put emphasis on I love the crowd because they, they give me energy every play I make. There, ooh, uh, and, I, and all that little stuff that adds up. How would you describe this defense? Okay, so this defense is like. It's, it's transfers, 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 and like when we all come together, I love this defense. It's like it's, it's a unity, and that's what we uh, practice every day. We practice unity, and that's what I love about the defense. And, and you talk about those transfers. Did it click in that first game against Gardner Webb, or has there been that moment you think where it's like, oh yeah, this is this is what our defense is? So we clicked originally spring ball, but. What we was doing, we would find our missing pieces and we would find our chemistry. So as games go on, our chemistry got better, and that's what I believe. That's why our defense is so good now. And how does this, defeat, this team feed off one another, from the defense to the offense to the offense?
offenses going out, making plays. You have Kanye Roberts having a, a, a touchdown right before halftime mm-hmm. in the run game with Nate Noel going off. Coach Clark always um, emphasizes on having fun. So when somebody makes a big play, we don't sit on the crowd. We don't sit on the sideline and be quiet. We, we go out, we, we dap them up, we, we pat them on the back, man. It's, it's all about love. Jordan, uh, favors outside of Mountaineer locker room. Thanks so much, and uh, enjoy this week. Thank, thank you. How can you not love <laughs> that young man? That's that energy, I love that. He 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 does post game interviews the way he plays football. Yeah, that, it's that, great. That was good to hear from a young man. You could you could hear the excitement and the energy in that interview right there, and him getting a chance to. You know, he talked about the scheme that Coach Sloan had them in right there. Yeah. When he talked about reading his indicators and able to jump the routes or getting over the middle of the field, or when he had his blitz and he come through and he puts a hit on the quarterback, man. That just listen to him right there. That. And he talked. The one thing he talked about already. He talked about those transfers. Yeah. When you got a lot, got a, got a lot of guys that are coming in. Favors is getting his first shot to really shine this season as well. Um, he might have played a little bit last year, but not in the role of the capacity of what he's got right now. And so he talks about the the, the cohesion of all those guys coming in to make that u- that defensive unit become one. And three games in, I, I've seen some. I've seen some good. I've seen some bad. But I've also seen some steady progressions. Uh, that'll help us throughout the, throughout the rest of this season. All right, let's switch over to the offensive side of the ball. After a game like this where the Mountaineers had such a balanced offense, they had nearly 500 yards of total offense. 465 is where they ended up, but 241 through the air, 224 on the ground. we got to go with the Bulls. and Let's hear from 60-year senior Damian Daly with Molly in the locker room. Damian Daly now joining me outside of victorious Mountaineer locker room. Uh, we start off this game, and I know Co- Coach Clark talked about that ECU pressure at halftime. Uh, how difficult early on was that ECU pressure? I think early on they was disguising the well, and we wasn't really looking at the looks to where they was disguising. Like, we see the looks, but they was disguising to the point where it's like they might not come. So second half, it was like, okay, let's just check it and go get the pressure regardless. Yeah. And I know at one point uh, you did enter the medical tent. Obviously, you came back out and played. Are you feeling well? Are you feeling healthy? I'm feeling all right. I mean, whatever I got to do to play, man. I don't want to let my boys down, man. I know they want to let me down. So whatever I got to do to get this team to win, I'll help out whatever way. And uh, when it comes to game preparation, for you personally, just when it comes to taking care of your body, right, whether it's mentally or physically, how do you kind of approach this week knowing that you're taking that trip to Wyoming and it's not, oh, you're hopping on a bus going to play on a Saturday? All right, so. I started my uh, my college career playing out west, so I kind of know how it is to the elevation, the adjusting, all that. So this week I'm just gonna be hydrating a lot, getting extra sleep. It's not really much you can do like prepare for elevation, but just getting extra sleep, getting some hydration in. That's really all I can do. Do you have uh, advice for the rest of the team? You playing out west? Is it gonna feel like kind of going back home? It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, like breathing wise, because we had like a a weak acclimation period when I was playing out west, so. Breathing-wise, going to be tough. We just got to push through it. We'll be good. Now, this offensive line has had some shuffling along with this unit because Ramsey was out. So you had at least the same offensive line last week as this week. But how difficult is that when there is the shuffling along the line? I mean, it's not really difficult because we prepare for that every day. Every day at practice, we rotate around. I move around the left tackle, right tackle. Our tackles shift around. Our guards push out. Bucky moves the center sometimes, so we prepare to move around every day, so it's not really hard. And also when we learn in it, we learn all five positions. So if somebody go down, you know the other position as well. So not really too difficult. Nate Noel has just been a beast out there in these first three games with all the carries that he's had. What kind of spark does he give this team? Nate Nate is really like a big life of his offense. 
Nate, Nate, I would say he's the life of the offense. He, as long as we block and do good, Nate would do good. So Nate, the life of the offense. And there's a lot of takes out there when it comes to college football and these regional games, right? And kind of how everything's changing when it comes yeah. to conference realignment. But as a player, what is it like for you to be able to play in these types of games? Uh, I mean, it's nice to play in these types of games. Like, I mean, the, the, the biggest goal for these games is to get ready for the, the conference run. Obviously, you don't want to lose, but get ready for the conference run, you know, knock the rust off you had. This is game three, so the rust should be off by now. But I, I think these games are nice to play in. Like, you get ready for conference play, and you also get some wins and get some experience yeah. while you're at it. And a little bit of confidence, oh, too. Yeah, definitely. Damian Daly outside of Victorious Mountaineer Locker Room, thanks so much for your time, and thanks, good man. luck in Wyoming. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. After a record crowd was here to watch the Mountaineers beat ECU, App State will now take two long road trips over the next two weeks at Wyoming next Saturday and then at ULM to open conference season on September 30th. Next Saturday, the Mountaineers will face the Cowboys of Wyoming. The kickoff is set for 7 o'clock Eastern time, 5 o'clock in Laramie. Our coverage will begin at 5 Eastern, 3 Mountain. And before that, make sure you join us Tuesday night at River Street Alehouse for Mountaineer Talk, where we'll visit with head coach Sean Clark and members of the staff and uh, student-athlete as well will be joining us in front of what we hope to be another great crowd at River Street Alehouse, 7 to 8 p.m., on Tuesday night across the Appalachian Sports Network. I'm Adam Witten leaving you with the final score one more time. Mountaineers knock off ECU 43-28. to Thanks for listening to the Black and Gold Rewind, part of the Nothing But an App State Podcast Network. The proceeding has been a presentation of the Appalachian Sports Network.